There are two types of speakers, those who are nervous and those who are liars. But if you know the nerves are coming, you'll be able to handle them. You got this. Hey everybody, this is Speak Easy with Eric Egan. I've made a career out of speaking in front of people and a camera, learning a ton about this craft along the way. How to be comfortable and exude confidence, learning from my mistakes, which have been plenty, and becoming accustomed to harnessing that nervous energy we all experience. I say all that because I know how important standing up in front of a crowd of two or a hundred can be in all of our professions. And I'm here to show you, I can help you perfect your pitch. Let's do it. Hey everyone, Eric Egan here for the latest installment of Speak Easy with Eric Egan. Man, what a week for me personally. It has been fantastic. I feel like I've had so much interaction and, and feedback to, to improve the podcast. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and, and for kind of giving your two cents um, and really making Speak Easy what it is. I hope you all have uh, been well as well. I do want to start the podcast uh, just quickly, just by telling everybody at home, if you want to get in touch with me, if you have a question or um, you want the podcast to take a certain direction, a simple email is great, speakeasyegan at gmail.com. Also, the socials, speakeasyegan on Instagram. Also, my other personal page, Eric Egan TV. I'm kind of in the moment of deciding what I want to do with that because uh, I've had a bit of a career transition as well. But hey, lo and behold, here we are, episode 16. It has been a fun ride. Um, and I've had some great conversations in person as well, I would say, over the last five to however it's been since we last talked, probably the last five to seven days or so. But what I want to start with today is just kind of reflecting on what the some of the main themes of this podcast are. And in starting with that, I'm going to pose a question. I hope you'll you'll play along at home. I'm curious what your most stressful environments in terms of speaking are. And this could be a wide range. You know, for me, I reflect back on my my TV news career Certainly some of the most stressful moments are when there's a, there's a huge breaking story and the information and the news of the day impacts the whole community, the whole city. People are, everybody wants a piece, meaning people are turning their TVs on, they're going to their computers, they want the latest and greatest information. And it's coming to me in a fire hose and I have to disseminate which is accurate, which is the most important, I have to get it out um, in a well thought out understandable message to people at home it's fast-paced again it's a huge story this is live tv you all have to do it within seconds so that has always been a stressful moment for me but there are man and you all know this there are there are tons of them hey maybe it's a social setting for you or a one-on-one -on -one inside of a, a closed door meeting or you're or speaking to a small group that that's a popular one that people tell me that they have issues with a small group of maybe 20 people or less you really feel the eyeballs you really kind of sense the weight of the room and how people react to your every your every movement or motion or action, not only your words, but how you uh, how you carry yourself. Uh, the last one I'll, I'll mention, speaking before a bigger audience, think of a, a, a big auditorium, 100 to 500 people, maybe for me personally, that hasn't affected me in, in my in my career. In fact, it kind of helps me zone in on my message. I don't really feel the people. I kind of just go to a place and I focus on what, on what I'm saying. And, you know, you'll pick a few people throughout the audience and make eye contact, but you don't, at least me personally, I, I don't feel those nerves. But for some of you, that's, 
you feel the weight of the room. You feel the weight of the 500 people that could be there listening to you and only you all alone on the stage. Ah, man, isn't it great? Um, But I, I feel like it's important to bring some of these to the forefront because it gets your mind in that line of thinking of why we're here. And it's so applicable to every day. And if there are any any new listeners out there who who have um, maybe this is their first episode or their second or their third, uh, just a reminder what, what we're here for. We're here to harness that nervous energy. I want you all to understand that we all go through this. You're not alone. And sometimes our body does some really funny things when we're under the gun and when the light goes on. So Know that it's normal. Know that it's something we all go through. In my 17 plus year career of, of speaking in front of the camera and speaking in front of people, I've dealt with it in a, what feels like a million different ways, but we learn from it. We don't make the same mistake twice. And then we sort of work toward coming out on top and, and improving our speaking skills. I mentioned a second ago, the body, the, you know, what happens to it, the physiological changes when we get that fight or flight, and that can be relentless, right? That moment where your heart starts to race. And even if you don't think you're nervous speaking in front of people publicly, this is going to happen. I promise you, this will happen. Changes, those biological, physiological changes, they will happen to your body. So let's, let's talk about a couple of them. Shortness of breath. That one happens to me. It's really easy to get ahead of yourself and kind of speak too fast. You always remember to slow down, try to control your breathing. I always slow down when I say this to try to drive my message home. Um, A common one is hands shaking. I I was talking with a a gentleman um, and he had mentioned a a talk that he he gave not so long ago and it stuck in his head. He was trying to, to deliver his points and his hands just wouldn't stop shaking. It's a real thing, guys. It happens to the best of us. Me and Clear is truly included. And that brings me to this one. Not too long ago, I was, um, you know what? I remember what happened to me, but I don't exactly remember the meeting because, gosh, there's been so many. But I remember I remember the nerves kicking in and I was prepared. I didn't see this one coming. Um, I, I didn't think I was nervous, but my body was reacting. I was going up a flight of stairs and my legs just started to get extremely heavy. I was a little wobbly. So regardless of how well we prepare, some of these changes come. So again, I'm going to bring you skills to help you deal with the things that your body, I've said this in the past, body backfires. Unfortunately, it does things we don't want it to do, but it, and it's going to. So knowing that it's going to, just that alone, you're going to be better equipped. Okay. Chew on this or, or let this sort of simmer marinate in your mind for a second. I believe we are at our best when we don't take ourselves too seriously. I've said this to myself a hundred times. I've said this trying to convey to people in my personal field who might be new. Um, I'm not trying to undercut anything we're doing or anything you're doing at home because I know you put your blood, sweat, and tears into it. But I'm a firm believer that we are unquestionably at our best when we don't take ourselves too seriously. Think of these main themes. Thought clarity. A clear mind, nothing is in your way. You know, the the words come easy, in and out, smooth sailing. Minimizing pressure. 
not putting that extra weight on your shoulders or you can't even stand up straight. You're so overcome by all the anxiety. Um, and then audience likability. All of these things are improved upon when we work at, or at least we have in our range of thinking, of attempting to not take ourselves too seriously. That's great. How do we get to that point? <laughs> it is it is the million dollar question. I, I won't lie. I won't I won't stand here and, and feed you nonsense because I'm totally aware of that. Now, it's important to me to stress this again. It it's not saying that your work isn't impactful or important, but the gravity of it shouldn't paralyze us. We shouldn't be so overcome by the voices in our heads that we can't execute, that we can't let our training take over, that muscle memory. Um, I've had a whole podcast about this, about finding tips or lessons, not only in life or in sales, I'll explain that in a second or you'll get that in a second, or in public speaking, they can come from any direction at any point in life. Uh, I did an episode. I went to uh, a distillery tour a few months back, and I learned I learned quite a bit, unexpectedly so, from the tour guide at the Buffalo Trace Distillery. But I'm setting I'm setting all that up because I want you to listen to this clip. Um, for those of you in the right age range, you'll be right with me. This is a a small excerpt from Tommy Boy. Um, for those of you who aren't as familiar, I it, it's a laugher. Um, I think we're going back to the, what, what guys, early to mid-90s. But have a listen. This will run about a minute and a half, and um, it's worth it, and I'll explain a bit on the other side. What happened to your face? I knew it. See you, Richard. Oh, chicken wings. Kitchen's closed until dinner. Just got cold stuff and desserts. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. You sure it's closed? Let me check. Yep, it's closed. Okay, I'll just have a sugar packet or two. <laughs> hey, what's your name? Helen. That's nice. You look like a Helen. Helen, we're both in sales. Let me tell you why I suck as a salesman. Let's say I go into some guy's office. Let's say he's even remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I get all excited. I'm like, Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. The pet is my possible sale. Oh, my pretty little pet. I love you. So I stroke it, and I pet it, and I massage it. <laughs> I love it. I love my little naughty pet. You're naughty. And then I take my naughty pet, and I go... <laughs> have got to forge ahead, Helen. Am I right? God, you're sick. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll go turn the fryers back on and throw some wings in for you. Hey, thanks, Helen. Tell me likey. Tell me what wingy. Did that board of the head knock something loose? What are you talking about? That 180 you just pulled with the waitress. Why can't you sell like that? I was just having fun. If we didn't get the wings, so what? We still got that meat lover's pizza in the trunk. Hey, you got the wings because you were relaxed. So you had confidence. And that's what it takes to sell. Confidence. Your dad had that. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> uh, I, I hope 
hope I didn't lose anybody. And and I I promise you, if you stuck with it, it, it there's a um, there's a lesson and a reward, and it's coming right now. Okay. Um, and that's true. So I saw that clip the other day and I thought to myself, wow, this really applies. This can really apply to public speaking or any presentation or any conversation that, you know, um, the whole theme behind the movie is is sales. And Tommy's trying to pick up where his dad left off in his business. And Tommy's trying to figure out how to sell. You know, I'm going to give you just a couple of really quick main points of what I took from that. The point where he says he was just having fun in that conversation and the pressure was off. And he said to himself, so what if we, you know, so what if I, I can't get the wings? I have pizza in the trunk. Um, he had something to fall back on. I'm outlining that because he was at the table, not overcome by the pressure of the moment. And that enabled him to succeed. Um, and then at the end there, his partner played by David Spade, you know, he says you were confident and that's that is the key to executing to speaking. I've done a number of, of uh, episodes on how confidence can be coached. There is an aura that you're going to give off of, of relaxation, of assertiveness, knowing that you believe in your message when you portray yourself as being relaxed and confident and the two kind of go hand in hand. You can't have one with the other and then one breeds the other. And then finally, quickly here. His story made him relatable. Um, you could really reach people by telling them a story. Not only will you remove their guards and, and break down their defenses, but you're doing the same with yourself, and that in turn accomplishes that objective in the person you're speaking with. Okay, so you know what? We want to take that weight off our shoulders. We want to go in, you know, carefree and easy, but how? Again, the million-dollar question, how? How can we do this so we can perform? Well, a couple things to take in mind, and this, again, goes hand-in-hand with the video. There will be a next time. Tommy kind of had that in the back of his mind. He's like, so what if I don't get the wings? There will be a next time. Even if you're out there trying to make a sale or you're out there trying to make a great impression, life is full of second chances. I promise you this, guys. I, I promise, promise, promise. Resist walking into the room with the weight of the world on your shoulders, even if it's a job interview and you badly need it. You have to remind yourself, be that little voice of reassurance in your head. And this, again, all ties back into us not taking ourselves so seriously. But there will be a next time. When one door closes, the next one opens. It's that mentality. If we go about life in that way, in speaking, in relationships, in the goals that we have set up for ourselves, I'm a firm believer that if you don't overthink something, your best is going to surface and then eventually shine. Another point that's surely worth making as well is you have to find what works for you. What works for you in stripping away that fear, nervousness, or anxiety. One of my favorite episodes throughout uh, the time here on the podcast is uh, six ways that I have implemented or things that I have I have put to practice to overcome anxiety. I encourage you to search for that episode. Um, but Stuff can be as simple as singing or music. I, I'll tell you that there have been countless times before shows where I'll play a little song or I'll, I'll, I'll turn on my, you know, I'll turn my phone on to whatever the, my latest download is that's making me feel good. That translates, guys. That translates into performance. That translates into confidence. That translates into just a, feel, just, just a lighter heart, kind of free and easy. 
uh, if you ever think about it this way, in terms of athletics, have you ever watched a game and you've heard the analysts or announcers in the game say that that they're playing loose? The team which the team who plays loose is most often the ones who are able to capitalize on their talents. Um, they're not, you know, they're not pressing. And that's that's the that's the name of the game that I'm trying to um, I'm trying to to shine a light on, so you guys can understand that you will be better in that same um, in that same line of thinking. And then again, finally, and I had already mentioned this as as well, that uh, uh, storytelling it's personal. It's how deals are made. Whether again, you're on, you know, you're on you're on a trip, you're on a sales meeting, and, and you're entertaining clients, and and you tell a, a backstory of yourself and. Guys, in the end, we're selling ourselves. If it's if it's public speaking, if it's you're trying to make a good good impression, it all sort of lines up. Storytelling is personal. People gravitate toward that. You'll catch their ear, and they might go to a place where they have a fond memory, or just something that sticks out, and then you have their attention. You're engaging, and then they can identify with you. And if they can identify with you, they're going to be they're going they're there's that much more of a chance they're going to listen to you. And how about this, that they're going to like you. It's real stuff. It is. So I'm going to summarize this all a bit now, everybody. The, the takeaway of today. Um, it's a process to not overpressure yourselves. This isn't going to happen overnight. Um, unfortunately, it takes years. But we'll get there a lot quicker if you keep these things in mind. Of course, you're not alone out there. When you're up, front of pe- up there in front of people, or even if it's, a smaller group, like we mentioned, some of our most stressful environments, you're not alone. There are other people in the room that can identify with the way you feel. And I've always felt like there's strength in numbers. And when we keep that in mind, we're all a little bit more human. You don't have to be perfect. Find out what works for you and what makes you laugh or feel good. It's part of that process. You'll be able to to overcome your fears. You'll feel that lighter weight or less of the pressure if you can identify what takes the stress off and then revert back to that, it's the formula that we all have to create by ourselves. Second chances. Second chances are important. That's what life's all about. There will be a next time. This goes back to the idea of not taking ourselves too seriously. I always say it with this caveat. It's not that saying what you do and what you put your you pour your time and your love and your effort into isn't important. Second chances are a real thing. And if we can kind of keep that even a little nugget in the way, way, way back part of our mind, I think we'll all be better at not over worrying and putting so much pressure on ourselves. And that is what I mean when I say don't take yourself too seriously. Finally here, all this leads to that thought clarity. I can't tell you how many times that I've come up short when there was just too many voices in my head and, and, and too much influence, too many things to distract me, a clear mind, a confident mind, a relaxed mind. All breeds thought clarity. You're in a place where you'll find your words better, you articulate better, and you also come across as being more knowledgeable, educated, and at the end of the day, credible. So those are the keys, folks. Finally, just a thought or two I want to leave you with, guys, before I say goodbye. This one I saw while my wife showed it to me just a few hours ago. It it hits home in in my personal life. Um, It's a classic Monday motivation from the likes of the one and only, she's the best, Dolly Parton. If you don't like the road you're walking, start paving another one. Ain't that the truth? Okay, and I'd also, I'll be honest, I'd regret it if I didn't uh, give y'all a a speakeasy suggestion for this episode. It's, uh, 
I've been focusing on bourbon on the shelves at home, everyone, or or in your 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 town or your community, where we're not overspending or we're not being swayed by all by all the hype that's out there saying you can only buy this bottle or that bottle, and and today's suggestion more so is a a recommendation and a reminder. There have been many times where I've had friends or myself even, and I've sought out a bottle that was referred to me, spent too much money on it, was totally excited though at the time. I didn't care. And I got home while well, I opened it and the first sip, the first taste, you know, it, it, it didn't hit like I hoped it would. I gave it a little bit of time. I put it back in, back in, you know, in the, in the, the cabinet, brought it back out another day gave it another run and it was okay, but it just didn't live up to the hype. So this reminder, tasting cocktails or bourbon or whatever spirit that maybe you like to partake in to, to wind down for a day, um, it's completely subjective. So do what works well for you. Um, the, you know, the wise old uh, um, distillers would tell you that the best way to drink bourbon is your way. That could be neat. That could be over one rock. That could be over several rocks. That could be with with um, adding some water, whatever it might be. Just do you. And that kind of goes along with the whole speakeasy vibe. So I, I have to say, I, I don't think there's a better way to end. And I'll leave you with this. As always, be confident. Be memorable. Friends, be you, okay? You're doing great. Keep at it. We'll see you next time. Thank you.